0: What's up, everyone? It's uh, Jared with the Wim podcast. Podcast. Uh, before we really get into this, uh just want to thank everyone for listening so far. Um, I was able to discover a pretty cool feature the other day. Just kind of discover where people are listening from. and It was, it was kind of cool, man. We have people from Georgia, Austin, New Orleans. I saw fucking Lithuania on there. I'm intrigued. If you're the person, because it, it said that there's a couple listens from Lithuania. So if you're the person from Lithuania listening to this, I'd be really intrigued. Um, to know who you are, so uh, or anyone else if you're listening to this and you just want to reach out to us. We, we love to hear from you. That makes this work a lot better. Um, so you can always email us at WIMTY, W-I-M-T-Y, whatever it means to you, Wimt.podcast at gmail.com. Uh, for our local listeners, um, if, you're, if you're digging what's going on here, a lot of that has to do uh, with the work that uh, that Shane Denton, uh, our producers, put into it as well. Shane also hosts trivia. At Mellow Mushroom in Destin, Florida. And that's going to start up uh, this coming Tuesday from seven to nine. They always do a really cool job with that, too. There's specials on sweet water beer. Um, some really cool prizes, too. Like uh, if you win the, the grand prize, you get to go to 420 Fest and hang out with us. <laughs> and that's an experience. That's very, yeah. yeah, that's you should want to do that. Um, <clears throat> and, and Seth as well. So, uh, Seth Newby, who a lot of you probably know. Uh, so, so anyway, my guest today is Corey Cooper, and you know, without getting too into this, I want to just say a couple things. Um, when I was when I was graduating college, um, I took an internship with Boat Paddle Boards. Uh, Corey is the creator of Boat Paddle Boards. Uh, everything you see, he's pretty much he's pretty much done. That's his company, and. I can't even uh, can't even explain the amount I learned f- from there just from from watching a business go from a, a thirty thousand dollar cashed in four k four hundred one k that's now worth you know several millions of dollars um, it's just unbelievable and also you know when I was there I didn't I learned about supply chains I learned about manufacturing I learned about marketing I learned about sales. In anything you'd want to know about just running a whole business, I did, and I learned. You know, a large chunk of that uh, was from me observing Corey Cooper. who's just a fucking madman on on all this stuff. Just a fucking genius. Um, really, one of the most brilliant minds I've ever worked with. Well, the most brilliant mind I've ever worked with, and not only just from uh, just the way he functions and the way his mind works, but also just physically how how much this guy's hu- that this guy hustles, and that's that's very obvious. Um, which you'll learn in the next hour, hour and 15 minutes over this. You'll get a lot of that. Um, and uh, super, super grateful for the time that I was able to spend with Boat, and I'm I'm fully convinced that I wouldn't be doing any of the shit that I'm doing right now um, if it wasn't for that. We get into that a little bit, too, about the the similarities uh, between, you know, the music business and even fucking making paddle boards and selling them. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this as much as we enjoyed having Corey on here. Uh, so please help me welcome Corey Cooper of Boat Paddle Boards and Kula Coolers.
1: I'm digging the reverb in the microphone, though. That's. I think that's just Check. a little bit of a delay, Check.
0: but uh, we're live, man. Oh damn! Well, live, live to the room, not live to everyone else. But uh, the guest live today to is the
1: coyotes. The, the, on the guest table.
0: today is uh, that. It yeah. Everyone always comments on the wolf. I think we have to keep the wolf in here.
1: Dude, you should see how many wolves or coyotes I've got on my farm. Those motherfuckers are everywhere. I can't wait to get some. My I got a thermal. Uh-huh. And a suppressor on the way. <laughs> that way you can just bam, one at a time.
0: <laughs> okay, well, let's just start off. T- I don't know about this farm. Tell yeah. me about your farm.
1: All right, so uh, shit, it was almost a year ago. We got this place up. Uh, it's on uh, Highway 84 between, uh, I think it's Op and Troy. So like if you're in the middle of Alabama. I know exactly where that middle is. middle of nowhere. Yep. Uh, we were going to an Auburn game and literally I saw the sign. It was like 200 and some acres for sale. I was like, damn, that place looks badass. So we, uh, we just pulled off the road, called the realtor to come, it was a he was a land realtor or whatever some cool old dude with a side by side rolls up and he's like, "Yeah, man, what you guys think about this place?" I'm like, "Shit, I don't know, dude. I just saw the for sale sign on the side of the road. Let's let's see what this is." So he drove us around the property. Uh, right when we got there, you drive over this big ass hill and there's like a thirty acre pond. And as soon as you go over the hill, you're like, "Holy fuck, this place is awesome!" So uh, you know, we kind of did our little trip around it and decided I was like, "Dude, we got to get this spot. It'd be a sweet like you know counter place to living down here in Destin." And one of my goals was just to get a place that my kids could go destroy. You know, I mean, when they live, Mm. uh, you know, in Holiday Isle, you can't fuck up too much. I mean, if you light a fire, the cops are coming. If you uh, try to chop down a tree, they're going to call the HOA board on your ass and, you know, throw handcuffs on you and put you in jail. So... My goal is just to get them in some place where they could go wild and be kids like I was when I was a little kid, and not have, you know, goobly goo all over you. Well, I think that's so, important
0: too, man. You can't just sit in front of a screen all the time, you know. Which they
1: will do all yeah. day
0: long if you let them. Yeah. Up there, I can just beat his ass and say, get
1: outside, boy! <laughs> <laughs> so, so you bought. The whole shebang. Yeah, it's uh, it's like 200 acres. Uh, we were leasing out uh, half of it to a local farmer that's growing peanuts. But then, okay. the rest of it, man. I mean, I just you know ride dirt bikes side by sides, make big ass bonfires, uh, kill shit. Yeah, like, now, like the coyotes.
0: Now, what's the deal with that? Right, you, if you're on your own property, do you still have to abide by hunting regulations and yeah. shit? Okay, I didn't know that. I was like, I figured if it's your land, you could do whatever the fuck you want. Well,
1: I mean, to a certain extent, <laughs> you gotta abide by the law. <laughs> You know, hunting seasons and stuff like uh-huh. that. But, uh, like, those little fellers right there, man, those they're, they're crazy, dude. I got trail cams. I got 10 trail cams, and uh-huh. they're, like, all connected, and they can text message you fucking every night. You know, 100 photos of black coyotes, different coyotes. There, Those bastards are everywhere. Have you seen anything really crazy on the trail cams? Uh, three Sasquatches. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, a white guy walking naked. <laughs> Have you really? <laughs> no, dude. Okay. That would that would be the
0: scariest. Yeah, that, that was Corey. <laughs> that would be the scariest <laughs> shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Every, yeah, was, people worry about sasquatches and all that. Hell no, dude. A a naked white guy walking through <laughs> would definitely be the scariest thing on a farm.
0: <laughs> yeah, well that's awesome, man. I've seen uh I've seen some photos uh or some videos that you posted and shit about you guys yeah. running around out there.
1: Uh, yeah, sweet, dude. I mean, I, I try to get up there. It's it's crazy because, um, you know, I mean, I love Destin and, you know, being on the water and shit, but mm-hmm. for doing it like full time, I'm kind of over it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I can only take Crab Island certain weekends uh, out of the year. I mean, I can't, I'm not an every weekender guy. And so, I mean, dude, yeah. just last weekend, you know, middle of the summer, here I am sitting on a hundred degree farm in the middle of Alabama, it's because fuck. I mean, it was something different, you
0: know. Well, yeah, man, and especially I mean, especially with how hard you go. Uh, for those, for those who don't know yet, also uh, Corey, uh, which which I'm sure we'll get into a lot, is is the founder, uh, sole sole proprietor, pretty much, right? A Partnership with you and your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Of uh, of boat paddle boards, uh, which if you are unfamiliar with
1: boat paddle boards, uh, pretty much the best selling. Uh, board right now isn't that true yeah man and, and uh, I know it sounds surprising me being a paddleboard company wanting to get the fuck away from the water and yeah. go, to, go to the farm every now and then but dude it's like I use the analogy all the time if you're if you're an electrician the last thing you want to do is get home and wire up your house
0: yeah I mean for, you're doing sure. that shit
1: all day long you know so for
0: sure Um that you know just like me a lot of the, a lot of the stuff with uh, with live music when I go to, I can't go to a concert and just enjoy it the same way anymore. Like we go to a fest, Shane and I go to a festival every year, and I'm just sitting there the whole time, like, all right, man, the production probably yep, costs yeah, this much, the bands probably much. cost this much, uh, this is how much the rental. Are they making money on this? I don't know. It's risky, you know, and it just fucking ruined the whole. It pulls so the sheet off right. your head. You you're know, right, when you're man. in any
1: business and you you get to yeah. you get to partake in it as a hobby. That's why I, I, I tell people all the time. I said, rule number one. Never take a hobby and turn it into a business because it's going to destroy that hobby. We mentioned that on the fir- on the first thing. If you want to,
0: uh, if you want to destroy a hobby, turn it into a business. Yep. Yeah. If you really quick, enjoy quick. something, try to make money off of it. And you're fucked. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, back to your place in Alabama, though, man. That's uh, I feel like that's close enough too to where uh, you're two hours, two and a half hours away, right? Yeah. To man, where without traffic, so out there. Um, especially, I mean, you probably you used to go, go to Auburn home games and shit, right? Yeah,
1: we're going to try and make it to something this year. It's with three kids, man, and one of them being, well, last year was less than a year. It's challenging, dude, to drag everybody yeah. up to these games and try to find places to stay and, you know. Kids, they sure can't complicate stuff.
0: Well, yeah, man. I mean, you have <laughs> you have three all within what six six years? Of each nah, other? man. They're
1: uh, Tristan's eight. Uh, my daughter Ava is three, and uh, our new boy Maxim. He just turned a year in June. Okay, kind of all over the spectrum. Yeah, you know, one's in baseball, the other one's in diapers. Yeah, and, and, you know, in a crib. So, is that it, man? Is is three the magic number? Dude, one was the magic number. <laughs> I don't get to make those choices. Oh, uh, somewhat. I mean, you know <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Three <clears throat> done Yeah. Thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well good Finito. man. Finito. Because I don't think you're busy enough yet. Fuck. Yeah, uh, me neither. <laughs> uh so anyway, uh into the into the boat thing, man. I, what's what's the deal, man? I've been seeing some new stuff. I still I still pretty keep a pretty close eye. For uh also for you you don't who don't know, um I, I spent a little over a year working with Corey. I did my uh, my college internship with boat paddle boards. Back when what there were 30, bo-
1: 30 boards the, total in yeah, inventory. Yeah, dude, you got to <laughs> you got to pack all the boards and pour <laughs> resin into the boards and oh, do do all yeah. the cool shit. You uh, got b- to see it all. Bending the uh, do you with know Clint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that came later.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, bending the uh, the posts, the oh, fishing posts, bending Christ, those dude. fuckers. I awesome? remember, man. I remember I bent like eighty of those things, and you this used, to, is, we used to time it. It's like a workout. Remember? Oh yeah, for sure. And it, I try to explain this to people. Uh, the the paddle boards have a uh, aluminum post, yeah, it's so a, it's speed. a tackle
1: rack. It's like for your yeah. fishing rods and shit,
0: and. We were making these, we were manufacturing these ourselves. So we would cut aluminum, <laughs> stick them in a fucking wood widget with a certain angle circle on it. And you just grab a piece of aluminum
1: and just lean back and pull down on that bitch. Yeah, but that's all you needed, man. Yeah. You know, you didn't need thousand dollar tools. You need a yeah. plywood jig. <laughs> uh, but I remember I did 80 of them and
0: like I woke up the next morning and couldn't move. <laughs> but it was, it was really like back. It was like my lower back and shit was all fucked up.
1: The CrossFit um, of business, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but remember, uh, uh, You remember How about Shane Remember we went uh, I think uh, we had a trade show That I went to And Shane had to make boards And nobody showed him The right amount of resin To pour in And he burnt holes in boards <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember that It
0: was me and you We, we almost caught That whole fucking Oh <laughs> <there. laughs> uh, did we fuck up a board Yeah yeah. yeah oh yeah <laughs> You know, we had We used to have to like, We would put out What like six Six or eight boards Yeah And, and you know, just to knock them out at the same time and yep. I think we just forgot that one <laughs> and, and, oh we put resin in it and yeah, didn't uh, yeah, and yeah. didn't fill it yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it was, <like, laughs> was exothermic like crazy
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> do we sell that board oh, did right? that board yeah, ever sell <laughs> <Yeah>. don't call
0: <laughs> absolutely we sold that board <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, but but anyway, so uh, so yeah, I did my internship with Corey, and then and then started working with him uh, at boat paddle boards. And I followed I followed what you guys do pretty closely, man. We still, uh, you know, we still do a little bit of work together. You know, when it comes to like festival stuff and a little bit of promotional stuff here and there. Uh, but man, the, the thing that I've been most intrigued about is this new this new Rover thing. Uh, do you want to explain that? That's what it's called,
1: right? The mm-hmm. rover. Tell yeah. Tell me about the rover. Yeah, so the rover was unique, man. It, it came about from I mean, from day one, dude. When we started, uh, when we started paddleboarding. You know, I think one of our biggest target customer base was kind of the outdoorsman, dudes that are you know fishing and hunting and and uh, that you know just aren't your t- traditional typical like surfer, if you will. Uh, and it's funny because I remember the very first trade show we went to uh, uh, in Atlanta, actually. Everybody was like, oh, man, those are really cool. You should put a motor on it. <laughs> right? That was, the- yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, god damn it, dude. The whole point of this <laughs> is not to have a motor. It's a paddle board. <laughs> and they would go, yeah, so call me when you put a motor on it. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, fuck. It, would, it just kind of would irritate me. Mm. And uh, it kept going. It kept, amazingly, that kept going. People kept going, dude, I'd, I'd try that thing. It looks cool if you could just put a motor on it. And I'm like, dude, do it. And so, you know, trade show after trade show. I mean, people began to get the whole paddleboard thing. They understood what it was about, right? Uh, but again, man, I, you know, we noticed some of our, our ambassadors and dudes that are using these boards for some just from for some rad adventures. You know, I mean, hell, myself, I used it to go to paddle 100 miles of the Everglades, you know, self-supported with nothing nothing else and uh, you know people were doing trips like that seeing people in Nicaragua go freaking Mm -hmm. you know tarpon fishing up in the the creeks and shit Uh, I mean you name it people were doing it the thing that we, we were finding though was that most of these trips people would have to double team it with a boat like an actual boat, like a physical boat, so for support, yeah. yeah, for support, and in case the shit hits the fan too, right? Know. And and I mean, just covering more ground, you know. If if uh, if you're in if you're in the Keys and you are fishing on one little island off of Key West or whatever, one of the little Keys, and you want to go to another one, well, that's half a day paddling, yeah. you know. And, and sometimes I tell you got to find the good fish if you're out fishing, and so people would take boats either tow them or put them on it, and uh, you know, I mean. We just, it was funny because literally, I'm not joking, like every single one of our dealers and people over the past six years has been like, dude, you guys should put a motor on it. So we did. And I mean, we basically took one of our paddle boards and, and supersized it and made a, kind of take the same philosophy we did on the rest of our boards of having removable, uh, kind of removable rack systems that go on the board for like accessories. And we plopped it on, on, on uh, this larger board we created so that we call it the motor rack so you can literally take a small horsepower outboard and set it on the board. Now you might say, well, doesn't that isn't that counter the point of paddleboarding and so so on and so forth and now my answer would be yes. It is counter the point of paddleboarding, but for a guy like I said that's fishing, you're not using the motor to replace the paddling aspect. You know, you're going to you're going to motor to where you want to fish. Mm-hmm and then you're going to trim the motor up and this board will float in an inch of water. Yeah. So you're going to trim the motor up, and you're going to paddle around and it paddles fantastic. So and, I mean, and you can still take on that kind of stealthy Yeah, that that's that's the, that, that that's the, the entire gives you. Right. Yeah. And it's it's that exact same feeling of being on a small paddleboard, uh being able to maneuver it, you know, wherever you want, just like the idea behind the paddleboard and you, you know, you're you're quiet, you're shallow, you can you can do whatever you want with it in, in that sense. And when you get ready to go to another area, paddle out to the the deeper water, plop the motor in, and haul ass. You're done, but, yeah. Yeah, dude, and this thing will do eighteen miles an hour with a six horsepower motor on yeah, it. Fuck so, me. yeah, it's uh
0: it's well, badass. And, and that's a, what, <laughs> well, n- not to not to give away too many secrets, but just because I'm curious, what what is this? What's the composite of of this board? Like, what? How can you put a fucking motor on it? You know, because if it's your traditional just foam foam epoxy board, that's not gonna
1: it's a good question, uh, Jared. So uh, you, you haven't seen the new boards you released this year. What we coined our Gator Shell the gator boards. Gator Shell. have seen. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a little bit about that, but yeah, a so, lot of people aren't familiar. So tell me, tell me about it. Well, it's a patented, it's a patented process that that we developed for basically m- making stand up paddle boards. And I hate using this word plastic because it's when everybody thinks plastic, they think water bottles or you know mm-hmm. rolled and molded playgrounds or just basically dog shit. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say plastic, you think shit. You yeah. know, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, this these are the exact opposite. You know, our entire philosophy behind making, and I'll skip past the rover for a second, but we developed this technology, like I mentioned, called Gator Shell. And the whole point was for it to be, have that soulful look, like that look that that uh, has some, uh, some aesthetics to it, right? Mm-hmm. Something that looks like it's got, it's real. Uh and we developed our first our first plastic that actually has the wood inlay. So it looks like it's a, a traditional wood inlay board. Uh it's seamless. There's no seams on it. Mm. It's literally a solid freaking uh paddle board that looks identical to one of our, you know, classical stand-up paddle boards, epoxy fiberglass boards. But it's it's a plastic. It's a thermoform plastic. Yeah. And uh it's they're incredibly impact resistant that's what i'm saying it's probably better in a lot of ways right what advantage what advantage
0: would an epoxy board have over that
1: well epoxy still has an advantage of of lightness right now so in the sense of being a little lighter epoxy is a little lighter and and it gives us more flexibility to to get creative Mm -hmm. and doing doing you know smaller batch runs one-offs because with the with the plastic boards you do have to give that up i mean it's it's you're you're talking about. I don't want. I hate using the word mass because it again implies dog shit. But mm-hmm. it's it's uh you know it's it's more for the masses in terms of the ability to maintain it, care for it, use it. I mean, dude, this board you can just drop it on the ground. I mean, we've got videos yeah. of us pushing it off a forklift, forty feet high, and not doing <laughs> any damage to it. I bet. You know, the, so, I bet the lifespan's longer on it too. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, for us, it's like when <laughs> Apple made the uh, the waterproof phone. Their 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 quarters immediately afterwards went Yeah, right. They did that with the seven, right? Yeah, because people yeah. stopped breaking shit because they made it unbreakable. So yeah, it's I mean it's definitely gonna uh, as we roll our entire line over that and and the rover itself. I mean it's it's a more user friendly product though. So at the end of the day, I mean it's it's something that we wanted to do because it makes a better yeah. trinket you know so i'm assuming that uh back to the rover now i'm assuming that the rover is made out of that gator shell material <laughs> well we're actually we actually have two different constructions for the for the rover right now so mm-hmm. that's one of them the other being uh this what we're calling honeycore it's uh it's basically a, a quadruple laminate composite uh it's got some fiberglass some uh, some honeycomb material some uh uh some uh, god what what's the word i'm trying to use here uh it's basically a pl- another plastic weave that we use inside mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. so it, these are all wet out through through resin They're, some of these are dry prepreg too so uh, basically we use heat and autoclaves okay. to to make them so it's a little more sophisticated than than traditional stand up paddle board from the uh, on the epoxy side but the gator shell side as well i know it's i'm just throwing out all these crazy terminologies and mm-hmm. shit here but yeah i'm following yeah i got you so to answer <laughs> to your question yeah it's badass <clears throat> yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, uh, back, back to my question, though. Like, I mean, I'm still
1: curious as to, like, how how do you mount the, the motor? What? Yeah, the motor rack just slides in. So, I mean, literally, it's, you know yeah. how the tackle rack goes into the board. Mm-hmm. It slides in. Yeah. The motor rack does the exact same thing. Wow. It just slides in. Wow. So, are you guys selling them with with motor
0: and all? Do you have a deal with uh with any outboard companies yet? Yeah, we're or? actually
1: working on we're working on a, a deal right now with Honda. Uh, okay. So you know we're, that's in the works. We're actually going to sell the the rover two ways. So mm-hmm. we're going to sell it without and yeah. with the motor. Yeah. Uh, just depending on, you know, one of the reasons we wanted to sell it without the motor was it, they are small horsepower motors and. We're thinking that a lot of people might have access to these already. So if you've got a John boat, or if you've got a dinghy, or if you've got whatever, we mm. don't want to force you to have to buy the motor from us. Absolutely. That being said, though, the motor is very critical to the performance of this thing. Mm. If you put the wrong motor on it, it's going to ride like shit. Okay. And that's, I mean, you know, that's like with everything. There's a reason some boat manufacturers <clears throat> prefer some motors, because yeah. it's, it's dialed, right? I mean, you yeah. dial the props, you dial the, the bottom shape, you dial everything for... For the motor even though they're small horsepower you know six horse it still makes a difference man we've ran them all you know mercury yamaha honda old two strokes new old you name it and there's a there's a big difference between between different motors so man i've got to i've got to see this thing i gotta try it i gotta try this as far as hell dude i'm getting mine I'm, i think i'm getting mine next week so okay <laughs> i don't even have one
0: yeah geez
1: man yeah that's so impressive i'm i'm
0: so, do you have to register that thing as a boat?
1: Yeah, you got to register as a boat. But here's a cool thing, man. It's uh, due, to the, due to the construction and, and its shape and the way it's manufactured, it's completely exempt from Coast Guard regulations. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little loophole we found in, in, in making this. That's important here. So, so, what if they want to board your vessel? Fuck yeah. you. It's
0: not a vessel, it's a cowboy. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Yeah. That's great. So you're, you're,
0: you're gonna. So your product is gonna make the Coast Guard yep. change their laws. Oh, you got it right, dude. <laughs> We've been on the phone
1: with one of the engineers and uh, from from the Coast Guard. I mean, dude, we, we treat these guys without most respect. Don't get me oh, wrong. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, us talking this shit. It's funny because I didn't. We didn't dissect the rules and try to design something that like mm-hmm. went right between it. But that's exactly what we did. I mean, like, you know, the Coast Guard defines boats through different, you know, words and and the the different kind of shapes and characteristics. They also define them by, you know, capacity tests and the way they can float and all this. Well, this thing being completely foam filled, unsinkable, uh, the fact that it has a certain transom to width ratio, the fact that it's got a beam height that it's unrecognizable as a boat. All these different variables and that it's predominantly a paddle craft. You know, it has fin boxes and, you know, deck pads to be stood up paddled. Just kind of takes it into this this strange zone. Because, I mean, you look at canoes, they can sink. You can fill them with water and they can sink. Mm. You look at john boats, they can sink. You know, I mean, you, you go on and on down the list. Kayaks, for the most part, are hollow. So, you know... This thing kind of sits out there in, in, in nowhere land as it relates to regulations. And I think the the, the issue that they're going to have is we're probably going to have to get an exemption if they even change the rule just because it's going to – to kind of force this into a category would actually harm all stand-up and even surf you know, because yeah. it's essentially just a big stand-up board that you can put a motor on. And you can do it on any one of our boards if you wanted to. Is
0: you there know? anything even
1: close to this out? Uh, I mean, there's 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 a, a company called Solo Skiff. They make uh, basically the kayak version okay. yep. of this. Mm-hmm. So if you took, like, ours from the stand-up things, they're more from the kayak side... Uh, our's our ours differs immediately from there. They immediately have it's it's like a small boat. So they have the transom permanently fabricated into the board, in, into the uh, mm-hmm. into their little boat. You know it's 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 a boat. It's a small yeah. boat. Yeah. It's also hollow again, like everything else, so it can sink. It's not Coast Guard exempt and so on and so forth. And it's you know I mean you know the feeling when you try to stand on a kayak where the deck flexes and the whole thing just kind <clears> of <throat> yeah.
0: yeah I'm not standing in a kayak. You know, unless it's that. Jim, not, Jared? Unless it's that Jimbo Meadow kayak. <laughs> <laughs> Your real dad.
1: God damn! Remember that guy?
0: Yeah, yeah. Quick interjection, old, Holy old Jimbo shit. Meadow. Uh, when I was working with with Corey, this guy wanted to come in and, and basically inquire uh, inquire about all these all these. Boards. And I think the company was only about a year and a half, two years old at the time. Really, really new and really innovative. Uh, so it wasn't uncommon for us to get questions oh. for people to want to come and, and talk about this. Well, this guy uh, called on behalf of, uh, can we say who he's on yeah. behalf of? On behalf of uh, Jimmy Buffett. And they wanted mm-hmm. to do like a limited run of, I believe, like Margaritaville paddle boards or something like that. So he sends this guy to us named Jimbo Meadow. And if some guy's gonna come and talk if if you know, if someone's gonna to come to your business and ask you a lot of questions, mm-hmm. especially with a client the size of Jimmy Buffett, what's the first thing you're gonna do? You're gonna Google that guy and find out who this guy is. So we Google this dude. It turns out that old Jimbo Meadow is the the story of Forrest Gump it's is based off Forrest of him. Gump. Yeah, he's he fucking Gump. Forrest Gump. Gump. No, yeah. Forrest they sent they sent <laughs> Tom Hanks there to do dialect coaching with him for the fucking movie Forrest Gump. So Dude, we got to meet the real deal Forrest I, Gump. Do you remember
1: when this guy, he was talking about literally swimming in the bayou? Yeah. He goes, I just like to swim for hours in the bayou. I just go around in circles. In fact, I was the first guy that the horse riding club right there on that bayou as well. I look over at you I go, is this fucking for real? Are we being, are we being set up?
0: And I remember the whole time, we're because there were so many things that came out of his mouth that uh, that we were like, this is fucking Forrest Gump. I (laughs) just kept running. So we're trying, Corey and I are looking at each other the whole time, just trying not to crack up laughing, but also being like, this is some weird shit. Fucking Forrest Gump is in our fucking, what's the size of that store? 2,000 square yeah, feet. Yeah, dude, I mean, it just you talk about the this whole, tiny little storefront. The whole yeah. thing,
1: Jimmy Buffett sends Forrest Gump down the boat to get a paddle board.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot. He, he left
1: with a, a board. Oh, dude, it gets even crazier. Uh, he emails me that night and he's talking about paddling into the moon set. Moonset. First off, who uses mm-hmm. that? You know, I just took that board right out into the ocean, paddled straight towards the moon till it set. And then I turned around and went home. Like, Jesus Christ. Then I got tired of paddling. I got. I got tired. I'm, I'm home now. Uh, time to go home now. Time to go home now. <laughs> oh shit! But seriously, we love
0: him. <laughs> yeah. Is he still? Is Are you in contact with him no, still? Dude. Or that was just a one time kind of.
1: So maybe he listens to your podcast. Jimbo if you're
0: listening. <laughs> please dial. Yeah, that would that'd be awesome if he if somehow Jimbo heard this. I'll send it to him. I'll find him and send it to him.
1: Yeah.
0: Um man, I go I randomly Googled him like two years ago and he's still like writing articles about fishing and oh shit. My God. And doing what else. But uh, every time you read the article, you just have to do it in that fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> in that That's voice good. and that dialect. Um <clears throat> but uh man going back before that. Good times. Uh Corey, you, uh, man, it's it's really kind of a crazy story about how this. I mean, not to not to say too much, man, but you you basically taken, just an idea that you had on the water one day and turned it into the the biggest company in a. Uh, I mean, what size industry is the paddleboard industry now?
1: Oh, man. I it's, mean,
0: several hundred million a year, right?
1: Probably. I mean, I, I...
0: A couple hundred million, like 200 million a year or something probably, like that Probably.
1: I'd, I'd say domestically, yeah, 200, 200 million a yeah, year. I mean, I you mean, would think it's bigger, but it's 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 really, you know, it's... it's The the customer demographics are pretty limited. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have uh, disposable income, obviously, a place to use it, a place yeah. to transport it, an ability to, uh, you know, well, pay for it, to be right. honest. I mean, they're not cheap, and it's uh it's a luxury item and i think i i think we had we had good timing from from you know all aspects when when i started into the business one uh, as you guys know it was kind of the downturn of the real estate and and that kind of whole boom in 2008 uh, yeah, 2009 2008, yep yeah and so you know people were hot and heavy for just real boats at the time you know i mean whatever you want you know pontoon boats ski boats whatever and you know what's the first thing to give when people get you know times get rough is well so you boat fucking leisure money right mm, yeah so people still had that you know obsession for the water they still wanted to get out on the water and uh stand up was kind of that new sexy like vibe like that new look right it, it just it it was different from kayak it was different from uh surfing or windsurfing whatever you want to call it. it it was that minimal thing you know mm. hey a board a paddle I don't have to have this boat with this gas. I don't have to go and get maintenance on my engine or whatever. And f- for, you know, 1500 bucks, here I am, I'm out on the water and, and partying on Crab Island instead of having to do all this other shit.
0: Well, and but, it doesn't take an, an enormous amount of athletic ability <laughs> either. No, Almost anybody can get up well, on that's it. The, you know?
1: That's the key thing, man. It's, that, that's actually been the, 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 the positive and the negative of, of the industry is that uh, a lot of our competitors in, in the space – Really marketed it towards the performance side of things, like the surfing and the and the uh, and the racing. And to me, it, it was the complete opposite of what I saw. We I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go after the fucking lifestyle, the the recreation. I mean, just the person wanting to have a good time. And while racing and surfing and shit's cool, if you use that as kind of your marketing channel you're really excluding 95% of the people who would be interested in this because mm-hmm. most people are out busting their ass at work, you know, doing whatever, and the last thing they want to do is fucking do something really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, sure, it, it, that's cool and everything, but you're going to spend a whole lot of money on something that, you can, that you're going to take five years to learn and do it once? Now, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think, uh, <clears throat> like you said, that, that's been the most understated element of stand-up is that it's easy. I mean, most people, you know. Again, I'll, I'll reflect back to the trade shows and everybody saying, "I want a motor on it." I mean, people for some reason just always had this this visual that standing up paddling was going to be really challenging. And I will tell you, man. I mean, in the early days, in two thousand seven, two thousand five ish frame. I mean, they were just big surfboards. You mm-hmm. know, the majority of Santa Paula boards were <clears throat> skinny long boards that had been oversized to to the point of being able to support you know a human being standing on them and. And, and still water however mm-hmm. the dynamics of the product still sucked you yeah. know i mean it was just a surfboard and <clears throat> they're very tippy uh hard to paddle and i think it uh you know for for some customer perception it it definitely was not a good thing and mm-hmm. so you know to to your question of getting started on all this man i that's kind of i took all these little loose elements you know of of what was going around at the time and and, and it's funny because it really led to our brand name boat being just that right i mean i wanted this thing to to serve as you know a a water platform you know things you can do different shit on you can fish on them you can go and drink beer out of crab island you can take your kids on them uh you can just have a you know a killer time on it Mm. and it's like kind of that like self-powered replacement for an actual boat and so i thought the you know spelling the word differently b-o-t-e was just that too you know it was just a a little play on, on it and taking the idea of a boat and just kind of altering it. And yeah. so that's where the whole thing came from. And, and most importantly, though, it had to work. It had to be something that people could use and, and would paddle well and, and uh, you know, looks good. Because yeah. Because that's important
0: to me, <clears throat> All right. So, uh, so anyway, you were, a, you were a mechanical engineer, graduate of uh, Auburn yeah, University. Yeah, I graduated
1: from Auburn with engineering. You were,
0: uh, you were doing some analysis work, right?
1: Yeah, I got down. Actually, I got mm-hmm. to the area through engineering, uh, through a connection from Auburn to work on the Air Force Base down here. I worked uh, for the contractor on base doing, uh, uh, you know, weapons testing for the government uh, uh, for the 46 test wing. And, uh, I mean, it was a cool gig, dude. It just was government. So Mm -hmm. government comes slow, red tape, the way I'm talking right now. Mm -hmm. I fucking it, it was it was a cool gig, but just slow as hell, man. And yeah. for those of you that know me, I'm my personality is the exact opposite, man. I fuck i sitting in this room right now is you know i'm getting itchy <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, so i mean i did that for a while and uh then started basically doing the same thing on the outside so i started outside i started my own firm and started basically con- uh, contracting back mm-hmm. in- into the government and and outside the government as well just doing uh engineering analysis so providing basically set packages of products whether it's like crane lifting jigs or i know it sounds real crazy but uh, you know, test apparatuses for the the base that I would run the entire you know yeah. failure uh, analysis on, and just provide that. And uh, kind of in doing that is when I started with with the whole boat gig, and it it was basically the first time I'd made a product. For me, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've always been a designer, right? I've been machine designer, a weapons designer, so on and so forth. and You didn't make yourself any weapons? No, dude. Well, <laughs> well no, hold on. Let me rephrase
0: that. <laughs> dude, you have 270 acres in Alabama. I'd make all kinds of weapons. The answer is Yes. <laughs>
1: But it and I've always been a big brand dude, man, I mean, from just I mean, like you man, you know mm-hmm. I, I dig music, I dig art, i dig yeah. uh I dig people that like to do cool shit, and so I thought it was I thought it was gonna be an interesting platform to to take and expand I mean, you had Sean Murphy on here last week, you know, he's our photographer i I kind of feel like with with boat i and and with the uh, with all the people that we've involved it's kind of like a giant rock band. you mm. know what I mean it, Although we're not selling music we're selling we're selling ideas and we're selling you know visuals and aesthetics and every year we do something different from a new products to new, uh, new things each time the season rolls over and it's almost like we're releasing a new album. And so mm. that to me was one of, the, one of the most refreshing things about this. It's not just a product. it's not just something that was designed and cranked out and said see ya you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's the whole thing, man. It's the visuals, it's the brand, it's the the marketing, the the, the production. Yeah. All of it. It's just well, bad. Everything's
0: so thought out.
1: Yeah. Well, it has yeah. to be, man. I mean it I it's I equate it to the difference between pop music and you know, subculture shit that that most people mm-hmm. like. You know, you can kind of re people can sense bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, everybody gets—you can just fucking taste it. If some asshole puts some music out on on the radio that's, you know, the goobly-goo radio stations, yeah. you're just like, who the fuck thought this would be a good idea to produce this? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. then, and then you hear awesome shit that is—well, no, nobody wants to capitalize off of it. No mainstream radio stations or anybody wants to take it. Mm-hmm. And you just listen to it, and you're like, oh, my God, dude. The whole image is radical, from the album to the, yeah. to the way they market it, to the way— Anyways, yeah,
0: and I mean that's a really interesting uh, correlation. I've never thought about it that way. Um, even though a lot of uh, a lot of what I learned at boat, I, I absolutely apply to what I'm doing now. Like I wouldn't be doing what I'm now had it not been my time spent at boat. Uh, but that is funny that you. Uh, that you put that correlation there. Cause I mean, it is kind of like releasing an album and then, you know, you have to go to the trade shows. That's yep. like you're touring. Yep. Uh, you have to market it. That's yep. like, you know, letting people know the new you albums. You have to many, create
1: the annual catalogs, you got new do photo shoots for, there's so many videos that market that catalog. Basically it's like releasing an album. Yeah. I mean, you could, you you could do the exact same thing instead mm-hmm. of paddle boards and product. You just replace it with music. Yeah. Right. It's, it's the same. It's just a different trinket. Yeah. And, You know, there's different industries that, but it's, you got the same model, man, whether it's, you know, set up paddle boards or rock and roll music or, uh, light bulbs, you know what I mean? In a room that you're trying to sell. I mean, if you want to make cool shit, you still got to go out and tell people why it's cool, show them why it's cool and then go out and sell it to them. Right. Mm. And so whether it's music or, or paddle boards, but to me, I, I couldn't do it the other way. I couldn't do it. I mean, there, there's certainly an easy way at this. You know, I mean, you've known from day one, I mean, all the box stores have wanted to sell our crap. You know, yeah. I mean, I could call, you know, the box stores and go, hey, man, here, here you go, have it. And then I don't have to do any of that, mm-hmm. which is what most people look for. They mm-hmm. don't want to have to do all the work. But yeah. fuck that. If I did that, I would quit. Yeah, literally. I mean, it would be so lifeless and so un- unauthentic. And like fucking big pedal boards. Oh god. Like when we went to that dude. show,
0: you know, like the uh what was that? Uh the one down in Orlando. That's uh Surf Expo. Uh, Surf Expo. Yeah. And like right in the middle, Bic had like one of the biggest displays there and their <laughs> boards were the most cookie cutter shit you've <laughs> ever seen. They looked like a fucking pen.
1: Well they do they do make they pens.
0: Have, yeah, well no the shit, the, that's what the I'm the saying.
1: Pen, the pen company.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah and a pen I, company. Like, like I remember being so confused. Like uh, like coming to Corey, I was like, I need an explanation for this. Like why? Shit. Who the fuck are these guys? Why they are they, they here? Made, they made And like they just they went from pens saying, hey, we can manufacture these, kind of thing. <laughs> and I mean, you see what happens though. Well, dude, I mean, I mean it, you know anybody with a fucking big paddleboard? Well, well, dude, when I was a, when I was a kid, I won't I won't name the, the surf shop, but there was a local surf shop that sold big surfboards. <laughs> like, Get
1: the fuck out of here, dude. Uh, I'm I'm like the anti-consumer. Like yeah. I hate fucking buying shit. Like I really do. Like I mean I, I can't stand it. You know I could yeah. especially being in the consumer world. Like I really hate. Shit. I I just want to buy like just crafts and trinkets from people that make them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I fuck the only shirts I wear the shit that for the most part that we. I, I don't know, man. I just I, I'm like I'm I'm over being. It's funny because. I've talk- I just talked about all this marketing and all this other stuff. I'm over, like, being marketed to, mm. being touched through, uh, you know, digital. Well, it's everywhere. Digital. Yeah. I, I, I don't get on social media. Mm. So, I mean, I'm not a social media guy, so I, I just, that, I, I can't stand politics and being marketed to, mm. like, on social media. Like, fuck all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you don't need all that shit mm-hmm. for me. Uh,
0: well, if you can steer clear of it, absolutely, man. You have to. I don't know where I just went on that rant from. I mean, I mean, you, just, you brought hey, it that's up. what this is
1: about. You brought it up when you talked about plastic surfboards and <laughs> just went from Bic to politics real quick. Um, oh no, we won't get on fucking politics. No, because. no,
0: not on this show. <laughs> um, but um,
1: but yeah, who's, man, who's fucking jamming out in here? Yeah,
0: that's a, I think that's a, it's like
1: it's that's the thing, high man. High man. High when
0: downstairs, I said when so. I soundproofed this room. I was able to start hearing all the shit they play down below me. That's uh Wow. Uh that's Clint's that's Clint's mama it's down there so blasting some I can't even tell what it is. What fucking is. whatever. Hopefully it doesn't pick up on it. I don't think it will. We'll see. The Indigo Girls? No sense. Uh, I don't of know, base. possibly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, shit, man. Uh let's see. I'm trying to remember where we were before we got before we got off there. Uh but um, fuck. He doesn't like buying shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, marketing shit crammed down your throat. Big, big fucking paddle boards. Man, that shit is really distracting.
1: Yeah, he no, it's loud as fuck. Is it fine? Or is it on your shit?
0: Well, the, uh, these earphones are a lot more sensitive than what's actually gonna get picked up on here. So, I'm wondering spot. if we take this off, if we'll be better if we take the earphones off. You're good? All right. It's just dist- yeah, it's distracting to me. That's some bullshit. I- <laughs> uh,
1: call we'll, we'll try. Yeah, Dude, call Clint.
0: Clint, Clint, what's your mom's number?
1: Clint's mom. You know, Sean's Murphy's got a tattoo on him that says Clint's mom. I didn't. Know. He always used to. He always used to uh, give Clint shit and say, uh, you know, oh well, yeah, Clint, where's your mom? I love your mom, Clint. And so yeah. he kept giving him shit, and so finally he got a tattoo on his back. It says Clint's mom on on a heart. Yeah, that's and awesome. Sean either. had never met Clint's mom. You know,
0: uh, we didn't get into it last week, but you know, Sean just lets people drill on him. Oh yeah, just like randomly, uh, like Justin Lyons has given him a fucking tattoo. Justin Lyons is not tattooed. Oh, uh, his kids. Yeah, have his given kids him have tattoo. given him tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> like his whole, I think he said his whole right arm is just for experimental tattoos. And like he'll just let his friends give him tattoos Experiment and shit. Tattoos. I want to give him one. Experiment. I'm a terrible Experiment. artist, who don't a uh,
1: no, and normally experiments are things that aren't permanent. You know, uh, like you can try them. You're experimenting. You know.
0: <laughs> um, Corey, man, where did where did you learn? Because uh, we we actually touched on this a bit last week too. About when, we, when Sean was in here, we talked a little bit about Bo briefly. Um, but just to note. To be so proficient at every aspect of your business, from the marketing to, to, <clears> the, to the engineering, to the manufacturing, to, like,
1: uh, I didn't know about any of that shit. You want to know what's crazy? Before the, I started working This is what's you. fucked up. So I I always had in my head this idea of what people that ran businesses knew, like what mm-hmm. they should know. Like, I mean, I just thought, like, oh, man, that guy's doing that. He must know how to do all this and all this and all this and so on and so forth. I just thought you that's you had to kind of have, like, a a foundation for Mm -hmm. each of these different little, little things. And I just assumed everyone did. And, you know, in doing that, I kind of pushed myself to want to kind of dig into each of these different things, whether it's, you know, the finance side of the business, you know, modeling it out, uh, forecasting and budgeting to the marketing, to the sales. I mean, seeing what's the intriguing thing about sales, like what kind of programs can you put together? What's, what's the, the method, what's the model for that? What, what channels are you going to sell it in? And I mean, I just, I don't know. It's it's a hard question for me to answer because it's mm. obviously I didn't like the knowledge didn't just like, you know, through osmosis, I didn't just gain it. And it wasn't easy. As, I mean, it's hard as fuck. You know what I mean? I'm still learning every day, dude. I mean, I it's if you don't get up and learn some shit, you failed. Mm. You know, what I mean, go and dig into shit and figure out why. I mean, I've always been a big asker of why. And I think I annoy the hell out of everybody that 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 works with me because I'm always asking questions, you Mm -hmm. know, why, why would you do that? Why would you do that? And I mean, Magda hates it more than anybody, you know, my wife, because Mm -hmm. she thinks I'm, I'm, I'm questioning like the, the, the purpose or the reason when I'm I'm really just questioning, like I just want to know because if, if you told me why, then I got a kind of synopsis of, okay, so you made this decision because of that. And so then I can, validate what happened because of that and then kind of learn from that, right? Yeah. I mean, I take it and, and learn from it. And then I'm my own biggest uh, mistake maker and learner of, if that even makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I make more mistakes than anyone. Uh, I think I think the key to what I've been able to do is, is speed and urgency. Uh, I mean, like you saw, dude. I mean, w- we went to a trade show out in Utah. We had to drive there. It took us 40 hours straight. We drove 40 hours straight without stopping Sleeping yeah. in a car. <laughs> well, what? I I didn't drive there with
0: you. Oh yeah, never I, mind. I, you, you I flew in. I flew in because I had just <laughs> finished up uh, my last exam, and then but I did drive back. Yeah, well, so driving uh, back was
1: a little more uh, <laughs> l- luxurious, uh, Fuck, no, it wasn't <laughs> We didn't have to we, get, we, dude.
0: We, you, you fucker, you drove. Th- we drove 37 hours straight, dude. When I got in a fucking truck, yeah. When I got ah. out of there, dude, my ankles were the size of fucking <laughs> basketballs, dude. I couldn't walk for two fucking days. But dude,
1: I mean, uh, on the way there, we got there at 4 a.m. had to be at the trade show convention center at 8 a.m. on the way there <laughs> and set the shit up. And dude, we it was a uh, we it was the first year that. That stand-up was allowed into this trade show. Man, we had a booth that we had built that we got there. We were expecting, you know, normal trade show ceiling heights, 20 feet. They had put us in this corridor with eight feet heights. Our booths were bigger than that. We had to go and modify our booth in a parking lot of Home Depot, make that shit work, bring it back in, put it together, convince a guy to move. I mean, dude everything's a learning experience man and and again that, that sense of that sense of urgency and just not fucking letting something hold you down i could have just said fuck this i'm leaving way absolutely i'm done this is absolutely. too hard Man, i can say that every day man but god damn it's kind of fun you know wanting to <laughs> i got like an invisible opponent it's really me like i'm my yeah. own worst enemy and i i i <laughs> i want to i want to beat me you know what mm. i mean like literally like oh it, it, it's almost masochistic you know what i'm saying like Fuck, I don't want to keep going. Yes, I do. Yeah. Like the, the, the two demons. The, I got two demons on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. There's not a good guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't have the white guy. <laughs> I don't have the guy in white. They're both wearing
0: red. <clears throat> yeah, man. I mean, there's there, there's definitely some time, and that's a, that's another thing I can attest to, man. There's been some times to where I was like, uh, you know, and I've said this to other people before, there's some times that we did some impossible shit, man. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Shit that you would say that's fucking impossible. Mm-hmm. I fucking did it, man. Um, and and that's I was I was telling this to someone last week, man. Uh, the only person I've ever <laughs> the only person I've ever worked with in my life that I didn't feel I could keep up with is you, man. Damn, like there there were <laughs> they, there were like times like I've never felt I've never felt like anybody could outwork me just because I've always, I've never questioned my own work ethic. I've right. always been able to work, man. But like I remember several times to and, and that really you know that really pushed me too cuz i remember several times and i was like fuck dude can we stop and sleep for like two fucking <laughs> hours like, can, like oh, God, we dude. like these but you're i mean you you're never going to get ahead that way either you know there's always someone else who's going to outwork you too if you aren't
1: so it's like uh, uh it's like chasing the bumper like mm-hmm. if you're if you got a car in front of you that's that's pulling away you know, always I feel like I'm chasing a bumper, and if I stop, the yeah. fucker's gonna get further away. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it, and it, it, never have I felt it, it's crazy, man. Because very few things have came easy at all, and it's uh, I don't know if it's because I the environment I put myself in. Nothing has ever been easy. It's it's almost it's almost expected that it's gonna suck and it's gonna be really hard. Not but, if
0: you want to do it at the level you fucking do right, it, if at, we it's make not a decision, it's
1: like, God damn, this is about to suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. like I said, I, I just feel like that bumper, I, I can never make up any space, right? I, I, I never have my hand out about to touch it. And it mm. just feels like if you stop that fucker's, you know, another half mile down the yeah. street and you gotta run even faster. So that's it's a it's a, it's a weird like uh, mentality. And I don't do it on purpose, because trust me, man. If I could, t- if I could turn it off, I would, because it would it what would be you, helpful. sometimes. How do you turn
0: it off when you go to Alabama?
1: Oh, because you're you're that's like, the, do you,
0: do you give your phone to Magna and say I'm not doing this work shit there? So what? Okay, it's how, forced. So how does someone like you
1: do that? It's forced. I mean, it's a complete, yeah. contrived environment. I mean, mm-hmm. dude, you're it's when you go there. Like, how I long mean, does
0: it take you to fucking calm down?
1: Oh, I don't my, my head's always still going but there's just no out there's no yeah. outward outlet you know if I'm driving my tractor running bullshit over you know at a laughs because I'm just fucking like ramming over trees and shit and bush hogging mm. stuff and <laughs> fucking lighting things on I'm still I, I probably get more work done there than anywhere else because I don't have like a whole bunch of you know peripheral nagging mm-hmm. going on in different directions you know what yeah. I mean it's whoop, dialed I mean yeah. it's, it's easy to get shit done it's all your you can design shit in your head you can fucking you can Run business models in your head and do you know do different things? Just like oh, boom, ding, got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird. Do you write write that shit down? No, you don't need to, man. It's like a big symphony. It's just always going. You just add different instrumentals. Dude, I I write
0: everything down. I I have to though, because if I'm. I never got had anything like, to write with. If I've got, like, nine different – if I've got, like, nine different dates I'm working on and with contracts and shit, I've got to write that shit down. Otherwise, it should have fallen through the cracks, man. I get it, man. I guess I guess that's a little bit different of an application than a lot of, yeah, yours, a lot yours, of what yours, you're, you're dealing your, your, with.
1: your application your, – I mean, your entire thing is mm-hmm. programmed. You yeah. know, my thing is programmed on the long term, and mm-hmm. I know kind of, like – I have the mental – again, back to the rock album thing. When we put something on the, on the books for getting it accomplished – Yeah. I, it's just almost like you know the steps, right? It's like, hey, I'm going to eat dinner tonight. Okay, well, you don't have to write that down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know at some point you got to either go somewhere to eat, make a decision where you're going to eat, buy the shit to, to cook the shit, put the shit on the grill, turn on the fucking heat. That's just kind of how it is. Or, or, hey, or
0: just allow your wife to ask you five different times what we're doing for right. dinner tonight. Yeah, same shit. <laughs> just like just but I mean,
1: to figure it out. <laughs> but that's that's kind of it, right? And, yeah. and like uh, – you know, when when I'm on my farm, back to that example, you can you can kind of plan your dinners out in your head far in advance uh, by just not having by being able to just fucking think about it. And mm. it, and to me, that's that's uh, even though I don't pull myself out of it, it's it's it feels like I'm I'm more consolidated because I'm not answering. You know, I'm not putting out fires. I'm not. I mean, like you know, literally fires. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm not. Putting out, you know, problems or whatever, and and I don't have, you know, when I'm in the office or when I'm around here, whether even, even on Crab Island, man, I mean, you know, it's either always talking about paddle boards or or living in the now, right? I mean, it's all hmm. boom, 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 and so up there, I get to get away from it and 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 more importantly, man, hang out with my kids and be able to spend some time with those guys in an environment that's that's cool and different,
0: yeah, man. Um. How's Tristan doing, man? Is he so is he, like, I remember crazy, him, man? I, I remember,
1: uh, you remember giving him Red Bull and, and Mellow Mushroom
0: when he was two? I, I, that wasn't me. I remember hearing him drop a bunch of goddamn stuff, oh, shit. <laughs> like having to, <laughs> yeah, dude, having to call, uh, having to call that out, man.
1: Yeah, no, he's what good, a trip, man. man. Growing up fast, uh, playing baseball, going to school, swimming. Normal kid, yeah. Hopefully,
0: Hopefully. Yeah. Is, it, is is swimming his thing? Is yeah, that, he loves it,
1: man. He loves it. He's pretty. good. I know that's
0: in the genes, man. Yeah,
1: his mama was a great swimmer, so that's what he's. He, man, it would kill me, but yeah. he digs it.
0: Yeah. Um. So. Uh. What. So what's your company at right now? Like, how many people? Like how how do you delegate and make sure that shit's getting done the the proper way? Oh, and, and also, how many people are you, are you employing trying, are you now, trying man? You're trying to kill me. I'm just I'm curious, man. I wanna uh, and I think. Uh, oh, so
1: I mean, we, uh, the person we're we're probably around thirty five people, give or take. Yeah, or So what is folks. your role
0: in it now? Like what? Well, I'm the
1: CEO, man. I, I'm well, that and and. Uh, uh, by effectively by position, if I had to backfill positions, first and foremost, I'm the CEO, but I'm uh, the product director and the marketing director inside mm-hmm. the business as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have we have a CFO, you mm-hmm. know that that works with us, VP of Sales, uh, Magnus kind of the COO, and so you know us four. Kind so of, Magda still spends spends a lot of yeah, time yeah, with she the does. business I mean, she's, as well. She's try, We're trying to work her. I don't want to say work her out, but free up more of her time with for kids. You know, what I mean, three yeah. kids, and, and yeah. the, that time is is well, it's fleeting, and not just that, but it it's it's a full time job as well. So, uh, I mean, we do our best, man. To it, that's the hardest part of of business is people, and I say it all the time. Uh, any people, whether it's exec level or support staff level. A uh, business is, is – it can't be any more than the, the – it can't be greater than the sum of its people, Yeah, right? Yeah, and, for sure. And uh, good people is the key. And like I was telling you earlier, man, I mean, we've got a lot of killer folks that were a lot of talented people that, that work for us. This area presents its challenges. You know, I mm-hmm. think I've I rant and rave on that a lot. Uh, uh, and, and I don't mean this – you know, I was telling Shane the other night. I don't mean this as any disrespect to the area or the people. But, you know, most people – that are in industry or in, or in space uh, other than i mean you know few a few people around here they leave because the opportunities really aren't here.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, like, I mean, you have military and service industry. Right. That's basically what it boils right. down to. You know, marketing, and real estate,
1: uh, marketing. Yeah. You're going to get out of here if you want to go be a yep. designer. You're going to get out of here if you want to mm-hmm. go and, and run a uh, you know a company from the sales side of things or the financial side of things. You're going to get out of here. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to college and then go to Austin, Atlanta, Tampa, whatever. And and the return inbound on that is very very low. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we've you know we found ourselves as a business being kind of the white whale in this area of being kind of a national brand that has to do business in a resort hospitality area but i need people that are not of that industry right yeah, i need people yeah, sure. that are from consumer products and from outdoor products and from the financial world and from the branding and marketing space mm-hmm. and it, it, it we can do some sort of like on-the-job training meaning you know if you come in and you're greeny i mean there's no if you've got if you, a support level job we could definitely grow you but for the importance of the business, I got I got a few things that that matter. One, I mean, authentic fit. You know, if mm. somebody's not a fit within the culture of our company, I don't care how qualified they are. It's not going to work. You got to
0: go. Yeah, it's
1: just not going to work. You know, I mean, we're we're such a dynamic, weird. Uh, young company in the sense that it's just really a collection of personalities and if it's like hanging out with a group of friends man if this one guy walks in and he's a total you know oddball he's just not gonna he's not gonna work even mm. though he could be a cool dude for somebody else's click or whatever it's just not gonna fit but then two you got to have a skill set man I mean for us that's the biggest challenge i I don't have a whole lot of time especially on the on the director exec level to uh, I mean, to, to handhold, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and you want to hire the uh, the experience and the people with the capabilities. And unfortunately, they're, they're just few and far between here. So we found ourselves, uh, I use the word importing uh, yeah. talent. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, our CFO came from, from Houston. Our VP of sales came from Austin. Uh, I'm about to, our sales director came from Pensacola. Uh, i mean our branding guys and from ferneda to beach uh, yeah. i mean you know it's it's kind of all over and and uh i don't i don't necessarily like that to be honest with you because it it's presents a big challenge and and then you get a weird dichotomy from the person when they move here now they're left trying to find Uh, if they have kids, trying to find places for their kids, trying to find, you know, trying to find housing, Mm -hmm. trying to find uh, whatever it is. And this area is very limited in its resources and abilities to offer that. And so a lot of times, I mean, I've had several people end up declining the job because of the area, not the job. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. they're just like, dude, I can't bring my family there. It's too fucking expensive. I don't have any childcare. I can't do this. Literally, I think at the beginning of the year, I had three people back to back. Boom, boom, boom. Like, that... I wanted to hire, deny it because they came yeah. here and they tried to find a spot to live. And they're like, my CFO almost bailed on me, man. <laughs> yeah. Because he was here for six months, you know, flying back and forth to Houston. You know, he lived That's in Houston. Right. And I, his, I met him. And his yeah. family was there trying yeah. to find a spot for them. They had two uh, new kids or twins, 18-month-olds, trying to get them into daycare and all that stuff. And that it, it ended up being a bigger job than a job, you know. Yeah. And, I can so. imagine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Cluster so, fuck. Um, so, man, one more thing I wanted to, I wanted to touch on, um, <clears throat> just aside from boat boards, uh, there's been a, uh, within the last year and a half, uh, there's been a new development with Kula Coolers, which is an offshoot of, uh, of boat
1: boards. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about Kula for
0: just a couple of minutes?
1: Yeah, man. So, I mean, that was, that was a pretty easy one, dude. We, uh, with our boards, even from day one, we, we were, I've been friends with a lot of guys over at Yeti. Uh, I mean, I even hired one of the guys from Yeti that works at Boat and, uh. We we sold our boards and kind of recommended people put Yetis on them and shit. And we were kind of seeing that revenue line increase and increase and increase year over year as it related to the Yeti attachment. You know, mm. people buying Yetis. And I, we, it was crazy, dude, because I was at we were at, again back at the trade shows. I was at one trade show and I saw one of our ambassadors. And we, we invited him to rig up one of his boards there. Like he had a rackham, which is one of our fishing boards. And I said, guy's name's Chris. I was like, Hey, Chris, just put the, you know, your shit on the board, the way you use it down in the Everglades. So we can see how it is. And he had a five gallon bucket on the front, uh, a yeti on there you know and all this other shit and i'm like dude what are you using the bucket for And he's like oh man i put my cast net in there you know i'll fill it up with bait i'll throw my beers in there sometimes like if i'm doing shit uh he was like man if i could just use this thing as the seat and everything else i I just i I don't need the the cooler so i was like holy fuck as soon as he said that i was like why don't we just make a, a bucket that is a cooler that's a five gallon bucket all at the same fucking time and just replace having to have both of these things mm-hmm. so if you want it as a cooler it's a cooler if you <laughs> want it as a bucket it's a bucket yeah you know what i mean and yeah. and it's cool because it's got like rod slots in it to where you can lay your fishing rod down on it and use it with uh the bait in it and shit uh, that's where it kind of came from at least the product idea and then from the 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 whole brand standpoint Uh, one, I think again, back to the, the way we did boat, you know, the play on the word boat, we did the same thing with, with the the cooler. And really, I I hate to say it was, it was a a mockumentary, like the whole entire like brand. It's kind of poking the bear for it, if if you will, you know, about how Yeti and, and not just Yeti, but everybody else in the space, like made this cooler into this, like, uh, What do you want to call it? Lifestyle. Well, not just that. No, like a status piece. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a coach purse. It's a fucking bucket that holds ice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Think of how absurd that is. Like, okay, at least the coach thing has a little more, like, you know, poor, whatever the purse is and shit, because it's a part of fashion, right? You know, Mm. you're going into a restaurant, you want the shit to look tight. You don't want to look like a fucking slob.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? This is a bucket that holds ice. Yeah. And you
0: see, man, you see the the fucking stickers everywhere and everyone's got that fucking hat. Right. Right. The fucking trucker hat with the the fucking Yeti on it. Yeah.
1: This was just essentially basically going, yeah, hey, uh, it's a fucking cooler. It's really cool. And it's different, but at the end of the day, it's a fucking cooler. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, we made the whole spoof of it being alligator-proof. Yeah, uh, I thought that was hilarious, uh, too. I mean, it's like, it's just as absurd, though. Like, when you think about yeah. it, like, who needs your shit to be bear-proof? I mean, yeah. like, if you got bears around your coolers... And you're standing there. You got worse problems. Yeah. Same thing with the cooler. Like, who needs an alligator proof? How cooler? many
0: people do you think got the, How many people do you think got the satire in that though? Oh,
1: dude. I mean, I, I Maybe think a lot. Have. I think a lot. Fifty percent. People, you know,
0: people are fucking stupid. I though. think a
1: lot of people thought we were being serious. When like, I was laughing my
0: ass off the first time I saw that commercial and saw you pulling a fucking. Well, dude, you cooler saw. I don't out know of a if you saw the documentary, the,
1: the, the mockumentary we did with <clears> Sean. <throat> Uh, being the alligator guy, you got to check that no, one out. No, I haven't seen that. Dude, go Where on Where can the, I see it? Go on the website. It's about halfway down and it's literally a video. What, what
0: website? The Cooler website. Yeah,
1: coolercooler.com. If you go on there, halfway down the front page, it shows our testing of it being alligator proof. And it's Sean in South Florida on a buddy of ours alligator farm. And we've got famous people like Manny, the, the, the Gator Hunter guy, the shark guy. He's on yeah. there. We got a lot of people on there that's that's a it's a it's a funny satire. And it's basically Sean started this alligator farm. This is what the, the it's it's based around, trying to test things for being alligator proof because his dad lost his leg when he was earlier. <laughs> To an alligator accident, and so what he's doing then is his, his lifelong goal is to test shit to make it alligator proof. Prosthetic legs, coolers, whatever. Well, and then the cooler comes in, and he's never found a product that's been alligator proof. So he's been years and years. He's got thousands of alligators, and finally the cooler comes along, and it's gator proof, and it just destroys his world. It's it's hilarious. You gotta yeah. check it out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. One thing that really stuck for me that uh, that Sean told us last week that I'll that I'll touch on, uh, he said you aren't getting any cool shit being a pussy.
1: No, man, not at all, man. And uh, that's that, that that
0: you can apply that to anything. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so yeah, man. So the, so you launched Kula, and I know you told me before you even got your first shipment, it was sold out. Yep. Done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Manufactured, sold out ten thousand, right? A lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> That's insane. And really, I mean, the only way that you made that happen is because of the branding on that, really. Yeah, I, mean, dude, the, the I mean, the, the product's a, the product's great. Number one, you have to have a great product. Yeah, There's it's no point in really, spending money on that. Uh,
1: un- fortunately and unfortunately, at the same mm-hmm. time, it's badass. I mean, like, yeah. literally, one, it being round uh, really fucking helps because, you know, cans are round. You know how in coolers you have those odd corners and spaces and shit mm-hmm. where stuff just doesn't work? This, the packing efficiency on this is is literally a shitload better because it's fucking round, mm-hmm. you know, and most bottles and drinks and cans are round. So, you know, being able to pack things into this space is is a lot more efficient as a, from a packing standpoint, but then also from the ergonomics. I mean, you're talking about holding something by the handle. You can rotate it, you know, as you're walking 360. Yeah. You're not having shit slam into your legs. Mm-hmm. You can put it in different areas, you know, that, that a, a square won't fit and i mean and it's just it's unique right it's a unique cool shape and it doubles as a seat so it's it's fucking badass i got like 8 of them at my house i use them for uh like coffee tables on the patio and shit mm-hmm. cuz then people sit on them you know what i mean like yeah. it's a coffee table and then there i use the white one so it looks kind of cool you put beer in them you can sit on them and you know what the fuck ever i mean yeah. it's
0: it's cool i love mine i love mine and then uh <laughs> i love mine i'm not trying to turn this into an infomercial for your shit um, but uh, but then also the uh, the newer one, which uh, just uh, just going back to the marketing on this, man, I, f- I feel like that was kind of inspired by old Samuel L. Jackson or some shit. No, that was you so know, uh, Dude, uh, I mean,
1: I know you. it's, it's similar. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Have you seen the Old Spice commercials, the Odor Block and Power? Oh, Terry. Yeah.
0: Terry uh, That's right. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah.
1: Odor Block and Power, Block, Block, Block. <laughs> I mean, he's fucking just going off, dude. I was like, man, that's so memorable. You know, with him just fucking yelling. Ah, I <laughs> so, I, again, man, it just wanted to change it up and not be a pussy. Dude, when I made that commercial, uh, again, for those of you guys that don't know, this is a commercial that's basically just chalk filled with the uh, motherfucker, fucker, fucking fucking fuck. But it's a commercial. It has a motherfucking tab. Right. And w- w- we filmed it. And it was funny because, dude, there was only two of us filming it. It was me, Bob, and then a guy named Jay, well, three of us, If you, I mean two from Boat, uh, filming it without anybody else in the business knowing what the hell was going on. Just because these, they're just, they're just different, man. I don't want to take a whole bunch of infrastructure to do these things. So we literally filmed that in like three hours because we wanted it to look kind of like, you know, uh, not polished, not well polished. Like it's, like it's a fucking B-roll of an infomercial. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's somebody's Crazy cokehead brother doing a, doing a <laughs> doing an infomercial and you know like the ShamWow guy on steroids basically doing shit mixed with the the old spy shit and so we made the commercial and uh, I remember getting uh, I was I was out of the office maybe at a trade show or some shit and. The video guy sent it and copied everybody else. And I remember getting like five emails back from, you know, our sales guys and our people going, I don't know about this. I think think we should uh, edit out the the cursing in this. I, I think we might offend people and uh, I, w- I was so fired up because I saw the video before I saw the replies and I was mm-hmm. like fuck yeah this thing is badass it's <laughs> fuck and I see it and I literally reply back and go guys well, you guys are a bunch of fucking pussies <laughs> and, and I go who gives a shit it's just a fucking cooler if they don't like it they can go buy a Yeti fuck them I'm like it's cool you know what I mean I, It's I'm not thinking about how can I capitalize off of every fucking asshole because there's enough people that are going to think it's cool that you know want to buy it and mm-hmm. and then you're when you, when you can achieve that when you can achieve doing these cool things to where there's no handcuffs fuck dude i mean it's it's makes things become so easy because you're not second guessing every fucking thing you're not like ooh this you think this group or this group would like it or this group mm-hmm. i mean when you can do some shit like that it, yeah. it all hang you know all chains are off dude i mean it's mm-hmm. fucking it doesn't matter at that point
0: yeah you know so yeah man i know man i remember when i saw that commercial uh, just the uh, the engagement you got on it, man. I know it's crazy. Like that shit. Uh, I mean, the comments. <laughs> the <laughs> fuck, fuck it. Well, what
1: Unbelievable. When there's a dude, yeah. You name me another product video. Literally, like that's made for the mass consumer. Yeah. That dude. We have mass retailers like West Marine, Gander Mountain, and shit sell Kula. You name one other product that are in their fucking stores that literally is just. One minute long of solid chalk filled cussing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I Just mean, like it's, this podcast. <laughs> but it's it's crazy, dude. I mean, it, it, that's why everybody else is so terrified. They're like, "Well, fuck! They're gonna deny buying shit from us." I go, "Well, who gives a shit?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Better luck next time." Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. If you, hey, like Sean said, you don't get to do cool shit by being a pussy. Yeah. I mean. Yep
0: yeah man so that dude, that's awesome i've uh that it was hilarious man that's a that's a genius a genius marketing marketing thing there and you're right man I've never seen anything like it um so uh so what's really quick man we're at about an hour so we'll we'll finish up here but uh what's on the immediate uh horizon man Aside from football season, man. Holy
1: shit, dude. You think so, Auburn's going to do shit? Uh, I don't know, man. Every time they get hyped up, dude, they always lay a fucking egg. So. Not
0: as long as Saban's still in the SEC. <laughs> yeah, that
1: guy's got it locked down,
0: yeah. man. Yeah, man. But no,
1: man, so we're. Uh, I, I look forward to this time of the year. I got three more trade shows, last one in Germany in the middle of September. And uh, then it's reboot for next year, man. I mean, believe it or not, we start, like, I'll be starting in November for 2019. Mm-hmm. So like you know on the production scale and on the design scale mm. and we start new shit then so you know people are always like oh uh, you you know your season's over it must be fun to just kick back and relax it actually gets now you know in seasons a sales cycle now is mm. the, uh, the the preseason pre books design you know all that other yeah. kind of shit to keep the business rolling I mean it's a year long a year long thing and it's uh, it's always risky because you know in the fall I'm designing shit and we're designing business models and philosophies in a year in advance without knowing what the hell is going on in the industry space mm. or whatever. So you find yourself trying to, you know, look into this crystal ball and see what's going on. And that's when you're, that's when it's the most creative. It's like, you know, throwing a spaghetti against the wall, see what sticks. I mean, you're, you're tossing out ideas, you're, you're, you're doing things and it's frustrating sometimes because you do all this hard work on the back end and you put all these things together and then you get in season or in time, and only half of it's valid. You mm. know, the other half of your work is just like in vain, and you got to change it up. You got to, you got to keep moving because if you if you're not elastic in, in business, and you you uh you know you can't rep, you can't recognize failures or things that maybe aren't working, and you're just very stubborn. You're doomed. A lot yeah. of people are fucking stubborn, man. You know, we thought hard on this in the fall. Yeah, but you thought wrong. It's fucked up. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Next. Yeah. you know what i mean that happens us all the time dude you'll put so much energy in some shit and you just fucking when it gets time you're like nah next yeah, yeah. oh well better luck next time
0: yeah, <laughs> so what's what's end game with boat for you man like are you just gonna run this as oh, long man. as you can or?
1: dude motherfuckers ask me that all the time dude i don't know i mean in game i want to make this easier like that's, yeah. I can promise you, you know, in terms of, of me personally being in this as hard mm-hmm. as I am, yeah. it's, it's challenging, dude. I, it's aging me five years for every one. Yeah, probably. no shit. And so, you know, being able to, to bring more people in is what I've been trying to do that mm-hmm. can help me, you know, I, I hate to use the word automate cause that's not what this ever is, but you know, take some of the load off me personally. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean. I want this brand to be, and, and I, I try to, you know, d- prescribe it to people. I want it to be kind of a combination of of things that are either existing or in the past. You know, you take you take iconic brands like Hobie. You know, Hobie, who has been, you know, in the water sports kind of uh, life space for you know forty yeah. years, mm-hmm. yeah, forever. They've been around forever, and, and they're, they're unique because they're, they're a derivative of the California surf scene. You know, Hobie Alter started making surfboards and shit. And I think we offer kind of a unique uh, counter position to that being, you know, kind of Florida Gulf Coast lifestyle to where it's, you know, it's bringing in some of that more, you know, hunting, fishing, uh, you know, East Coast, South style to the to that game and, and to the water sports space and and I mean as you've seen with with rover I mean we're not sticking we're not sticking you know purely core in in stand-up paddle I mean we're gonna over the next four years you know if you look back on the brand four years from now you're gonna go wow I think those guys only made stand-up paddle boards is kind of crazy mm. and I like it because I think the name boat's positioned as well for to being able to uh you know augment the brand in different directions and. That's where we're going, and and, and the rover is step one. You know, I needed that as much as the rover is a badass product. It's also an awesome segue into where we want to go with this, mm-hmm. and it's going to provide uh, kind of that thread. And I think that's important in business in business models is is a, a transitional thread. You know, that that lifeline in terms of uh, product skews and diversities. If if people are too augmented, you know, like if you're over here with, with one product line and you're – say if we're stand-ups and uh, – I'm just going to throw out trailers. I mean I don't know why mm-hmm. I just said that, but it, it's too hard to fucking sustain that. you got separate business channels, separate business models, separate customer bases, <clears> separate <throat> marketing strategies – it's just fucking all over the place. And and I'll use the term, I mean, if we, I'm just hypothetical, if we were making pontoon boats, that, that seems like it's more reasonable, right? Uh, pontoon boats and paddleboards. boards. Still, I mean, different channel, different customer, you know, different business model, different financing structure. There's different everything. Mm. And to, to hop into that kind of space, which I'm not going to pontoon boats, but I'm just saying, but goddamn, you know, how badass would it be to make a rad pontoon boat now that I'm thinking about it? You know, <laughs> being able to trick it out with like, you know, deck pads and shit and make it like Airstream trailers, and because nobody makes cool pontoon boats, they don't Jesus suck. Christ You heard it Holy here first, shit. folks? Dude, you could make a rad pontoon boat, you know what I mean? Like, think about it. But, anyways, so even if I did want to make a rad pontoon boat and I wanted to put it under this brand, it, it, you can't just go, boom, pontoon boat, because you got, then you got to build the, if you did that, you have to build the sales team only for that, you got to build the branding only for that, the channels, the resources, yeah. and everything only for that. And you would find yourself kind of internally fighting about bandwidth restrictions and where you're going to put energy and money and shit like that. And I'd prefer to do it more like we're going to do it to where you can have commonality and diversify channel through through penetration as opposed to like, like one giant product mm-hmm. and start growing the business more organically because it's just more controllable. So the long game, to answer your question, uh, I don't know, dude. I just want Boat to be a fucking badass brand and I want shit to get easier for me personally over the next few yeah. years. And... Uh, Uh, My goal is fucking, you know, people, people and product, if if I can toss those things out there. Right. I mean, and that's, you know, diversifying, too, out of just pure stand up is also it it minimizes risk because anytime you have, you know, I'll go back to Yeti. They're getting fucking hammered right now. I mean, as a business, you know, I think they grew to close to a billion dollars in a business. It's amazing. But I mean, you want to talk about a, a cliff? I mean, you know, you, you make cups and coolers and that's what you're selling and you're basing your entire business off that and you're staffing to that. Well, what happens when you sell a cooler and a cup to everyone like they did? I mean, and they're not... And, they're, and your they're product's lo- going to last forever, forever, too. Yeah. Bye-bye. I mean, yeah. just cliff. and uh, Better, not start, that, not better that, start making more hats. Not that, we're, you know? not that we're Yeti in any sense. I would love to be a billion-dollar company, but I just think that, that spreading the risk across multiple products... As we diversify into the future, it also makes it easier to hire people, to be honest with you, man, because, mm. you know, it, you, 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 can, you can look for different resources and skill sets and shit. And so,
0: yeah, that's it. That's where we're going. Uh, um, last question, man. If you weren't doing boat, what would you be doing right now?
1: Fuck me. Do, I don't know. <laughs> what would you want to do? Oh, I'd be doing. If something.
0: Okay. If, if someone came to you tomorrow and said, we'll give you 30 mil for boat. And you said, okay, cool.
1: What would I do? Write me
0: a check. What the fuck are you doing after that? Uh,
1: I'd go fucking probably take a year off.
0: Yeah. Well, no shit. But I know you. I don't think you'd make it a whole no, year. No, I would. I would. I think I'd, you'd make it fucking dude, three I'd months. Fucking,
1: I, dude, you you give me a year. You think I'm going to sit still? If I had a year, I'd do, I don't know, fucking I'd make knives or some dumb shit. I mean, hmm. I'd be a blacksmith. I don't, I mean, I would probably drive around <laughs> in circles. Be a
0: fucking blacksmith.
1: Fuck. I would drive around in circles on a tractor. <laughs> You know, but yeah. I mean, it, it, dude, it, it's, it's, it, but it's never going to be that clean. I mean, you know, it's mm. like w- w- with boat, I mean, like, you know, if, if I get myself out of it in the future at any point, it, it's going to be, well, one, I'm going to hold on to a lot of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's still going to be mine. And, and with, that's the hard part with me is giving up control. That that yeah. fucking word, like, I that's the scary part, man. And that you know, to answer the out, I don't fucking know how you get out, dude. Because I mean, I'd have to be all out. Nobody's gonna give me fucking all out. I'm never. Gonna oh be no, able fucking to get, way!
0: If you sold it, they'd still have your ass for at least five years.
1: Well, either that or I mean, I wouldn't fucking sell the whole thing. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you do that shit, and I don't know, man. It's a it's a tough question because I do. For me, I gotta find my my victories in terms of doing things that are different. There, which again, which is why I'm diversifying product. I mean, I I get bored really easily. You know, mm-hmm. like Sean said too, I mean, you know, you gotta do cool shit and doing the same shit over and over and over and over and over again ain't fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It just gets boring. And uh breeding new life life into shit, like the rovers energized all of us, man. From the branding side of things to the to the uh to the dealer network. I mean it's all fucking it's exciting. And so keeping new shit going to me is what you said. If I wasn't in boat, it would just be a different fucking name. It would be I don't know, uh, smote or you know <laughs> something. It, just insert new product. I would still be doing the same fucking shit. Yeah, so you'd so innovating product still is what. Yeah, I mean, and in for those, innovative and in creation. Yeah, yeah, man, and it's just it's it's. I'm my own worst enemy, like I said in mm-hmm. the fucking beginning.
0: Yeah.
1: I goddamn, create monsters for myself that keep me up all night long.
0: Yeah. It's crazy, man. Dude, well, thanks so much for coming in, man. Dude, it's been. Just from a a spectator um, who kind of started with you guys, man, it's been amazing watching it all happen, man. Appreciate it, man. uh, Congratulations on everything, man. I know how fucking insanely busy you are, so thanks so much for uh, giving me an hour and 15 of your time, man. uh, uh, Yeah, Yeah, don't worry.
1: I get to wake up in the morning at 4.30 and go to Madison, Wisconsin, for a trade show, so I'll take this. There you
0: go. I'll take this. Make sure you have your Jack Daniels packed. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. There you go. Fucking Well, thanks for coming on, Corey. Yeah, man. We'll see you, man.
1: Later.